I had put this mailer together. There was nothing there. I'd put it together. I'd went out. I'd gotten 16 clients. I had generated seven grand in revenue, like 4,000 of that was profit. And I thought, hmm, you know, I bet other people would like to know how I did that. So I made a little course on how I did it. Tom Gaddis is the co-founder of Offline Sharks and host of What's the Secret podcast. Go and subscribe now. He moved to Hawaii, leaving his full-time job behind to live the life that he wanted to create. And while he was there, he stumbled upon an incredibly lucrative business opportunity, and he just went with it. But it wasn't as easy as it sounds. You have to be able to go out, take action, fail, fall on your face, not succeed, and then be okay with getting up the next day and trying something different and doing it all over again until it just starts to work. And, you know, that's not for everybody. In this episode, we'll dive into the ins and outs of Tom's decision-making. How did he go from a regular full-time job in the continental United States to living the life of his dreams, teaching others how to make money out in paradise? And how could you do the same? Now, we had to cut the interview down for the podcast, but I kept the full interview inside our uncut vault at theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut. In the full version, you'll hear the personal side of Tom's life. By the way, you may have even seen him at the Olive Garden back in the day. Hearing the personal side makes the entire interview make a lot more sense. So to watch the full thing, go to theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while making your winter vacation plans, I hear Puerto Rico is really nice this time of year. Hello to my friends in Puerto Rico. Woo-hoo. Take a quick break and head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Here's my interview with the coach with the secret touch, Tom Gaddis. Welcome to The Global Phenomenon, the podcast about online coaching, the inspiring new career path responsible for multiple self-made millionaires, opening the doors for experts and professionals like you and me to stop living paycheck to paycheck and design a rich and abundant life with one purpose to help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six-figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. Hi, everybody. Today, I have the amazing Tom Gaddis. Tom, it is so nice to see you. Thank you for being here. Aloha. I'm excited to be here. I am excited that you are too. Why don't we start by you telling everyone, what do you do and who do you serve right now? Sure. So I'm the co-founder of a company called Offline Sharks, and we help people all around the world help local businesses in their area and get paid to do it. So we have courses where we teach people how to do things like website development, search engine optimization, social media management, All those things where local businesses tend to struggle, especially with their digital online presence. We also do some direct mail that we help them with. So we show people how to basically start, run, and grow a successful agency. Ideally, one that they can get off the ground and then eventually remove themselves from. So it just kind of runs in the background and brings in revenue form. 
which is what a lot of our listeners really, really want to do. So we're going to dive into that. But first, we're going to make quite a detour because I want to start with your story. Can you tell us a little bit of where you were born, where you grew up, and what that was like? Sure. So I am originally from Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plains. So I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I grew up in a little town just outside of Tulsa called Sand Springs. And not really much to report about my childhood. I lived way in the country early on, didn't move really kind of into town until I was in my high school ages. Very young, I got bit by the magic bug. So I wanted to be a professional magician. So I chased that dream into my 20s. I did it. I was a professional magician for a few years and then eventually got out of that and uh, ended up in the restaurant business and was in the restaurant business for a while. And then that eventually, as you'll hear in a little bit, led me to uh, doing what I do now, which is running a digital agency at first and then showing other people how to scale and grow their agencies as well. Now we're going to push the brakes hard because we're going to zoom in all the way back. What was it like growing up in Oklahoma? At the time, I didn't appreciate it. I lived way out in the country. We were kind of away when there were school events. It was an effort to get there. You know, my family was not well off. We were definitely in the lower income bracket. And so, you know, I always wanted to be in the nice neighborhoods when I was a kid and living in there and I didn't. I lived kind of way in the country, um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Like looking back on it, it was an amazing childhood. My mom is an amazing person. Uh, probably a lot of, you know, my success today is attributed to just the way she kind of raised me and and some of the difficult things that we went through as a family and she was able to get us through. But I couldn't wait to get out of Oklahoma, right? So when I turned 18, I was like, man, I'm gone. So I hit the road. Then, you know, years later, when I came back, that was when I really had an appreciation for what I left in Oklahoma, right? Just the, the small town feel of a place like Oklahoma, where, you know, people say hi to each other on the street. You have this kind of tight knit community, you know, a really great place to raise a family. So it wasn't until I got back that I kind of appreciated what I had, right? I kind of had to get out there and experience some other stuff. I lived in Kansas for a while. I lived in Boca Raton, Florida for a while. I went up to Michigan just outside of Detroit for a while. And then eventually ended up back in Oklahoma. And that's where I met my wife. And uh, we got married. We have two daughters. Mm -hmm. And in 2010, we moved out to Maui, Hawaii. And uh, I've been there ever since. So it was from Michigan that you really started to kind of like get your feet wet with online marketing just to figure out what this is, what yep. marketing and entrepreneurial venture is. So it's been a few years since Michigan. Had you continued learning about it or diving into it or thinking about your business? Like what was happening in that area of your life since you left Michigan and spent all that time in Oklahoma and then back? Sure. So, you know, I'm working in the restaurant business, but I was still like extremely interested in starting my own business, trying to find some way to make money online. I was still learning all that stuff, buying a lot of products and courses, trying to get a grip on it. Right. Um, I actually, there are two things that happened kind of in that process. One was these guys came out with a thing called the 30 day challenge. The goal of it was, I believe it was Ed Dale and Dan Rain. And the goal was to make your first dollar online. 
and uh, they would put a video out a day and you'd go through the video, take the actions each day. And then if it worked, you make your first dollar. Right. So I followed their little program and uh, I made my first dollar. Like I set up this little blog site that was all about how to make money by taking surveys online. And because of that, like I was learning SEO and keyword research and, you know, how to build a WordPress website. That was all part of it. Right. So I went through that. I had this little site and it got really a small amount of traction. So I had it making about a hundred bucks a month, but I wasn't doing anything right. Like there was the initial setup, but like each month I would get a check for a hundred bucks and I wasn't doing anything else. And I thought, wow, like, this is amazing. Like I was actually able to do this. Right. But I'm working a lot of hours at the restaurant and I just wasn't able to figure out how to scale this whole process. Right. But I picked up a lot of valuable skills and somewhere along that path, you know, somebody mentioned to me, they were like, Hey Tom, like, you know, you've learned about how to build a website, you know, how to do SEO. Like there are local businesses that could use your help with those things. Like they need to do those things. And I thought, well, that's a really interesting idea, right? Because, you know, you don't have to worry about getting traffic. Like you just go out and if they hire you, they pay you, right? So I started talking to some local businesses and it just clicked. Like I got hired by a few people and it was like better money, right? Like instead of just making a hundred bucks a month, now I was getting 500 bucks to build a website or a thousand dollars. And it, it just seemed like a much more straightforward process to me. I was like, oh, okay. I just go and tell them what I do. If they want to hire me, they hire me, I get a check, right? So that was kind of how I got into this digital agency, you know, build a website kind of space. But again, just sort of doing it on the side. And especially with, you know, starting a new job when we moved to Hawaii and all that stuff, there just wasn't a lot of time to invest in that, right? Like as a restaurant manager, you work a lot of hours a week. So, you know, my business was always kind of like getting sidelined for just life, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then you're in Hawaii, you get let go from yep. Baba Gum. After eight months, yeah. After eight months and you decide, I'm just going to go all in on this and you go agency. You go, I'm going to be building websites and doing copywriting and doing these things, right? So how long before you changed course? Yeah, so well, I get fired. So I apply for unemployment. So I start collecting unemployment, right? My plan is, all right, I got unemployment. Now I'm really going to go all in on this. I'm going to grow an agency. So, you know, I start doing some things to generate clients. I started doing some direct mail and stuff like that. And I'm doing a lot of meetings, but I'm not getting any clients. And uh, it's coming up on about the end of a year and my unemployment's going to run out. And uh, my wife is like, look, you're either going to need to get a job or, you know, like I'm at another crossroads, right? Like this is either got to work or I got to move on to something else. So I really didn't want to get a job. So I found out about this guy. He was doing this direct mail thing where he, he had this jumbo like postcard and he would put ads on each side and uh, he would just sell the ad spaces and then he would use the money to mail it and print it and all that stuff. And I thought, well, that seems like a pretty straightforward idea because I wasn't getting traction with websites or SEO or, you know, I really wanted to help people get their like websites and stuff mobile optimized because a lot of places in Hawaii didn't have that, but nobody was going for that. So I put together this mailer thing and uh, I went down to Office Max. It cost me like 40 bucks to have them make up this kind of mock-up of it. And I just started walking into businesses and I was like, hey, I'm going to do this mailer. I want you to buy a spot. And I filled that card up in seven days. So I had really no business contacts in Hawaii. And at the end of seven days, I had 16 businesses that had paid me money. 
So I did the mailer, I put it out. Then I started going back to those people and saying, Hey, I do other stuff. I do websites, I do SEO. And now the conversations were different because they knew me, they trusted me, like the mailer was effective. So I continue to do the mailers and kind of grow my agency that way. But I was a terrible entrepreneur and uh, really bad with managing my money. And so I got into a lot of bad financial shape with the mailer. And I was like, okay, look, I got to stop doing the mailer. I'm just going to focus on the digital side of things. So I did that. And I finally got some solid foundation of clients and was able to, you know, start to be able to pay my bills and, and have my agency going. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I still remember this idea of being able to make money online and help other people and do stuff like that. And, you know, now I had this thing that I had actually had success with, right? Like, I had put this mailer together. There was nothing there. I'd put it together. I'd went out. I'd gotten 16 clients. I had generated seven grand in revenue, like 4,000 of that was profit. And I thought, hmm, you know, I bet other people would like to know how I did that. So I made a little course on how I did it. I shot videos. Um, I had all of this stuff that I had created building that business, right? Templates and designs and all these things. And so... I put this course together and I launched it and I sold like 2000 copies of it, like right out of the gate. And so that was okay. it. I was like, okay, this- okay. I can't hear. I sold 2000 copies of my brand new course right out of the gate without stopping <laughs> and getting some lessons from you. Because a lot of our coaches who are listening right now, are like, what are you talking about? I have launched my thing. Like, Five different times and I've gotten zero response. So I want you to tell if you could distill it to like, give me three important pointers that really you feel like factored into that success. Sure. So the first thing was there are places online where people create and sell products about certain topics. For instance, if you're looking to learn about affiliate marketing or you want to learn how to build an agency, there are sites like ClickBank, JVZoo and Warrior Plus. These are sites where you put your products on them and then there's a pool of affiliates that are already on these sites that will promote your products for a piece of the action, right? And so Warrior Plus is a site where I had bought a lot of products from on how to uh, start an agency and do that. It was kind of more of the agency site at the time. So I thought, well, if I put a course together, like I can just sell it on there. Like there's already buyers there that are interested in this topic. I mean, I was one of them, right? So I know there's other people out there like me. And so the first thing is if you can find a place where there's already a group of people that are interested in what you have to sell, that's super valuable, right? The second thing is I was involved in my marketplace as a buyer, right? So whenever I would buy courses from other people, like I would try to implement them and I would email those people and ask them questions and try to get help if I ran into problems. I basically was just a good customer, right? Like I was somebody that people wanted to have on their list because I bought a lot of stuff. I participated in their communities. I asked questions. So when it came time for me to put out my course, like I just emailed some of those people that I'd been buying stuff from. And I was like, Hey, I'm putting out my own course. And like, They didn't know, know me, but my name was familiar to them, right? So a couple of them were like, hey, man, yeah, we'll totally help you out. And so they were like my first affiliates and uh, they jumped on board. And then because they were 
bigger affiliates in that space. Once they started promoting my thing, all these other little affiliates jumped on. And, you know, that's how I was able to get that kind of attraction right out of the gate. Right. Plus it was a, a very low ticket product launch. I think my funnel was exactly two pages. So I had the course that you could buy. And then I had an upgrade that was like templates and things. And I, I want to say I sold the main course for like $12. It was really, really inexpensive. Right. And I shot the video like across from my house at a park on Maui. So the ocean was behind me. You look at that video now, it just makes me cringe. I'm like, Ugh. but here was the thing. What I didn't know at the time and what that experience taught me was that I thought you needed to be like uber successful, the super, you know, like, look, look at all this that I'm doing and I can show you how to do it to be successful. What that little experience showed me was that people just wanted to learn from somebody that was real, somebody that was actually getting results and doing what they were talking about. And even though like the course I was putting out was only showing somebody how to make a few thousand dollars, right? Like in the end of doing that mailer, you're going to have about three to four grand in profit. So it's not like I'm teaching people how to be a millionaire and I'm not saying I'm a millionaire, right? I'm just saying like, look, I did this. This is what I got. I had seven grand in revenue. I made four grand in profit. And because I was just a regular guy teaching that people flock to it like crazy. They don't need that super uber successful person to show them how to do it. They just need somebody that's a few steps ahead of them that is actually doing it. And I think that authenticity of me actually doing it and knowing the business and being able to answer the questions, that's really what resonated right now. Obviously, as my agency continued to grow, I started sharing more things of what I was doing. And then eventually my agency was doing six figures. And so I was able to talk about that, right? Like, look, this is how I went from probably where you're at with no clients, with none of that stuff to a six-figure agency. I can walk you through that process and show you what I did. So the first one is if you can find a place where people are already there, there's buyers and they're hungry buyers, that's good. Warrior Plus, JVZoo, ClickBank, those are all places that are like that, right? Second is just be authentic. You don't have to show somebody how to make a million dollars. You just have to show them how to do something that they want to do. You just have to deliver some end result that they want. That's another one. And then I would say the third part of that is to build the relationships in your online business, just like you would if you had an offline brick and mortar business, the networking, the reaching out to people, the getting to know people in the space is just as important in an online business, maybe even more important than if you have a brick and mortar and you have to go out and network. You know, I had this misconception that having an online business was you just sit around in your underwear and make money. <laughs> it's right. not that, right? So most times when people describe what they want out of their online business, it sounds like a paid vacation rather yeah. than an actual yeah. business. It, yeah. The reality is nothing like that, right? right? So, you know, going to events, meeting other people out there, doing those things, those are... Uh, not only the things that have helped me, but I've just seen countless other people grow their businesses that way as well, right? So mm -hmm. the model that we run at Offline Sharks is we do these low ticket launches as a traffic source, right? Which is a little different, just so you know, from what most people think about a product launch. Because if you ask the average person about launching a product, they'll want to launch a product and make a bunch of money from the product launch, right? For us, the product launch is just the first step. It's just the person dipping their toe in our community 
to become a part of it. So when we structure our launches, I mean, obviously we're interested in making money, but that's not our driving force in the launch. Our driving force in the launch is we're going to acquire all these new customers that are then going to be buyers. And then we can do other things. We can bring them into our Facebook group. We can talk about the other products. We want to bring them into this community where we're genuinely there trying to help each other, right? So we focused a lot on that, using those launches as a traffic source. What's nice about that is that we bring in a few thousand new customers every time we do a product launch. And even though our goal isn't to make money, we always do. So we're not spending any money on ads. Like we're actually making a profit before we're even to the next part, right? Which is all of that next part is like the traditional direct marketing stuff you hear about, like having a funnel, having a backend, having different price points. We've developed all that stuff out as we went. A lot of it from necessity, right? You do a product launch, it's a lot of work, even if it's a low ticket product launch. After you do a few of those, you start going, oh, how can we do this and it not be so much work, right? You do a launch, a bunch of money comes in, then you have to do another launch to get that same kind of traction going, right? So it's this endless cycle. And you see it, a lot of people online that do this, just product launch after product launch after product launch. After we did a few of them, we're like, well, we don't want to be in that cycle. So what can we do to break out of that? So you know, we thought, well, we could start a monthly membership. Then we have revenue coming in each month. We're not starting from zero. Then when we do a launch, it's just kind of, you know, gravy on top of that. So we started a monthly membership. Uh, we started developing some software and developing some higher ticket courses that we could sell, you know, for $297, $497, $997, things that we could do as webinars. So, you know, we started bringing other people's webinars to our community, and then we had our own webinars we could go do to their community. And, you know, eventually we added private coaching and all those things that you talk about, right? So now, I think last year we did three product launches, so we don't do nearly as many, but, you know, now our business does a little over $2 million a year off of that, and that's because we have that back end in place, right? When people come in, that product launch, that thing is the first step. And we've got an amazing Facebook group with all these amazing people. And we do a lot of work to build that community up and support people there and, and help them out, not just help them when they buy our stuff. People can come into our Facebook group. I've never bought anything. We have a ton of free resources and free things they can go to get started and get traction. Uh, but then we also have the paid things as well. Yeah. There is an Olive Garden manager listening right now and thinking, holy cow, look at everything he was able to do. He's talking about making millions in his business. What do you have to say to that person? Man, I think what I would say to that person is don't give up, right? And like when I look back on me then versus me now, there was just so much stuff that I didn't know, right? And there's that old saying, you don't know what you don't know, right? You just don't know what you don't know. And a lot of times for me, I thought that there was some secret that everybody else knew that I just wasn't privy to, right? And if I just knew that secret, that's what would change it for me, right? The reality was there's no secret, which is funny for me to say, because I have a podcast called What's the Secret, right? And the reason I named it What's the Secret is because there's no secret. And I thought, well, this will be interesting. And there's a line in Death of a Salesman where... Willie Loman asks his brother, he says, what's the secret, Ben? Because he's just not having success. 
And uh, yeah, there's no secret. It takes a lot of different things. First, I had to learn my craft is what actors call it, but I had to learn my business. I had to go through all those stages of buying products and learning things and trying stuff that didn't work and just sort of figuring out what is entrepreneurship all about? What are the habits those people have? How can I start putting those habits to work in my life? I guess if you're sitting in that position right now where you're not where you want to be, like look at the people that are where you're at and go, well, what do they do on a daily basis? How do I become that type of person, right? So, you know, if you want to be an uber successful person, you've got to do the things that an uber successful person does, which for them is normally like getting up early, focusing on revenue tasks, focusing on, we call it RPA, revenue producing activities and offline sharks. If you're not good at something, you have to get good at it. You can't just be like, oh, well, I'm not very good at sales, so... You can't do that. Like if you're not good at sales, you have to get good at sales. If you're not good at copywriting, you have to get good at copywriting. And that's a process, right? You're not going to just find some magic thing that's going to all of a sudden make it so you don't have to know those things or your business doesn't have to do those things and it'll still be successful because all successful businesses have to do those things. So if you don't know those things, you got to invest the time to learn them, but just keep trudging forward, right? Just keep going, keep going, keep going. And another one of my favorite sayings is never let failure go to your head ever. Never let failure go to your head. So many people focus on, oh, if I get successful, I'm not going to let that go to my head. No, like you have to be able to go out, take action, fail, fall on your face, not succeed, and then be okay with getting up the next day and trying something different and doing it all over again until it just starts to work. And, you know, that's not for everybody, right? It's easy to look at what I have now and go, oh man, I would love for my life to be that way. But there were weeks, months, years where I didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. It was like, get up on Monday, what bills are due this week? And how can I get that money so that I can pay them? That's super stressful. So, you know, it's not for everybody. And I think as you get into entrepreneurship, a lot of people like I did have their eyes opened of the reality. And you're like, oh, sometimes you get in and you think, oh, I'm not really willing to go this far to get that result, right? But if you're willing to do whatever it takes, I feel like eventually you'll get there. I love that. That's something I always say. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to pivot. You're allowed to change your focus and change your niche and evolve, but you're not allowed to quit. That's yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. Like I, I changed the name of my agency four times. No one ever noticed. You know right. how much time I spent trying to come up with the first name of my agency? I look back on that and I'm like, Tom, you're such a doofus. You should have just named it something and moved up because I changed the name so many times and no one ever said, you know, that name's way better or why isn't that? Like no one even noticed. I'm extremely invested in my business, right? But no one else is. So you know, you have to kind of put that stuff out. And I, I see a lot of people struggle with that when they're trying to get going, right? They just have this idea that someplace there's a business that just springs forth fully formed and they can be the person that does that, right? In my experience, that's just not how it works. You have to chunk away and slowly build and get a little bit of success. Yeah, being able to pivot and change your direction and do something different like it feels like it's the end of the world at the time, but it's not. Most of the time, nobody will even notice but you. Right. So what do you think, Tom, is the biggest misconception that people have of you as a successful businessman? 
I would say the biggest misconception is that I don't work that much, I guess. When you have an online business, just people think that, right? Like you just get to travel around and do all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, I'm in Vegas right now, but you know, like it's taken me four years to be able to get to a point where I can just bring my family here for six weeks. It's taken a lot of time. So I would say probably that's the biggest misconception that when you have an online business, it's something different than work, but it's really, it's work. And it takes a constant commitment day in and day out to grow up. When you have one successful launch, you can't just ride that. The pressure's on now to keep this thing going. And it really takes a lot of work to build a community. You know, a lot of people look at our business that we have in Offline Sharks and they go, man, that's what I want. That community that all those people in there helping each other. I mean, it's so awesome. It's like, yeah, but it took us a ton of work, which is why so few people do it. That's why so few people end up building successful communities because you have to do it every day, right? Like everybody talks about building great Facebook groups, but how many really great Facebook groups are out there? Like not a lot. And that's because it's a freaking lot of work to grow a great Facebook group. So most people get in, they're putting stuff in there every day. They're super excited. And then they're like, oh, nobody's listening. Nobody's responding. I'm not getting any traction. And so they just give up. Same thing with the podcast, right? You start a podcast, no one's listening. Maybe your friends that you're like, hey, here's a link to my podcast, right? But you still have to go out however many times you're going to do it and produce that content and get that content out, right? And, um, you know, with my podcast, I've been doing it a little over a year. I've been producing an episode every week. Now there's more people listening than there were, but in the beginning there wasn't anybody, but you still put the content out every week and try to get better at it and get better at it and get better at it. So it's just that continual consistency, right? And I think that just adds up. It's like compounding interest that adds up over time. And eventually you have that kind of breakthrough that gets you there. Yeah. So if everybody listening had to do what you're about to tell them to do, and they have to do it in the next 24 hours. What would that one thing be? Make a sale. Whatever you have to do, make a sale. Like, I think so many people spend so much time getting ready to get ready that they never really test their idea with, will somebody give me money, right? So look, if you are thinking like, oh, a digital agency sounds good. I'd like to do that. Like, get a client. Once you have a client, once somebody gives you money, like you can hire people to do the work. There's a gazillion people out there that have the skills that can deliver for the client and you can just, you know, pay them and keep the difference, but just get a client. That's your first step, right? If you're an online course creator, you know, get somebody to buy your court. Like, is it something they'll really fork over money for? Find that out before you do all that other stuff. And one tip I could give you with that, that I used, I can't believe I blazed over this when we were talking about launching a product. Before I did my first product launch on Warrior Plus, I started a little Facebook group on Facebook and I just told my friends, like, hey, I'm starting this group on entrepreneurship, tell people to join. I got like 50 people in the group. And then I said, hey, I'm going to do a live training on this date. And I'm going to show people how I did this mailer and you'll get the templates. You'll get everything. It's $150. I got three people to buy that course and I hadn't created anything. I made the training and then went and did it live. And then later I was able to break that up and include it in the course that I launched on Warrior Plus. So you can do this stuff live and just see, create a training and see, will people pay to come to it? Then if they will, you're probably onto a good idea. If they won't, you have to rethink it a little. 
Well, Tom, this has been a pleasure for me and you have been so generous and so open. So thank you so much for playing with me and letting me take everybody to the deepest parts of your history. So where can people find you and learn more about what you're up to? Sure. So if you're interested in growing a digital agency, doing the freelancer thing, you can find us at offlinesharks.com. If you just want to know more about me or how we grow offline sharks, maybe you're more of an online course creator, that kind of stuff. I talk a lot more about that stuff at tomgaddis.com through my podcast and blog post there. So yeah, those are the two places you can go. And we'll put those links in the description. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Hey there, Ina here. After this interview, you may be wondering how you could also make your mark in the online world as a course creator. And I'm happy to fill you in. In the next companion episode, I will teach you three things you can start doing right now to get you on your way to passive income through creating online courses. And if you're an entrepreneur and you'd like to send us your tip of the week for a chance to get featured on a future companion episode, make sure to go to theglobalphenomenon.com slash tip to request the full instructions. And I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at your engagement coach and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support. I'll see you on the next episode.